0: Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 615. Martin still lay praying on the bank. Tell who the fire could not kill. Watch over me and fire. I kicked at him. Get up here, damn you, or we're all dead. He paused at his praying and looked up. I shouted something incomprehensible and leaned over to drag him upward by the scruff of his shirt. I shook him hard and thrust his bow at him with my other hand, not knowing how it had come to be there. Lightning flashed again and showed me what he saw. My hands and arms were covered with the sentry's blood. The pelting rain made it streak and run, but hadn't washed it away. It looked black in the brief glaring light. Martin took his bow numbly. Shoot the tree, I shouted over the thunder. He looked at me as if I had gone mad. Shoot it! Something in my expression must have convinced him. But his arrows were scattered, and he took up his litany again as he searched the muddy bank for one. tellu who, held in canis to the wheel, watch over me in darkness. After a long moment of searching, he found an arrow and fumbled to fit it to his string with trembling hands, praying all the while. I turned my attention back to the camp. Their leader had brought them back under control. I could see his mouth shouting orders, but all I could hear was the sound of Martin's trembling voice. tellu whose eyes are true, watch over me. Suddenly the leader paused and cocked his head. He held himself perfectly still, as if listening to something. Martin continued praying. Talu, son of yourself, watch over me. Their leader looked quickly to the left and right, as if he had heard something that disturbed him. He cocked his head again. He can hear you, I shouted madly at Martin. Shoot, he's getting them ready to do something! Martin took aim at the tree in the center of the camp. Wind buffeted him as he continued to pray. Talu, who is Menda who you were? Watch over me in Menda's name, in Pariel's
1: name. In the end of the page, I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. And Quoth looks an awful lot like a Kiride to Martin, wouldn't you say? Mm. Hmm. His hands and arms drenched in blood that seem black to the elbows. I hadn't thought of that. Neither had I. Yeah, that
0: is striking i don't have a clear sense of how much the average person knows about the adem or their elite their judges the the karaday do we think that that's a common enough cultural reference that martin would get it
1: no i don't think so i think that certainly Quoth doesn't call it out i don't think martin even if martin did know the reference i don't think he would i think it's for the reader if they notice that seeing him through martin's eyes i saw a Lightning flashed again and showed me what he saw. My hands and arms were covered in the sentry's blood. The pelting rain made it streak and run, but hadn't washed away. It looked black in the brief glaring light. I think that if this was a movie, we, the audience might recognize the, in the visual language, uh, the same kind of image of, of an Amir or a Kiride with the tattoos to the arms. But I don't think that it, the Martin is meant to make that connection. I don't even know if we, the reader, are meant to. I think it's meant for close readers to pick up on, but I don't think it's an accident. Hmm. I think that Kvothe has done something horrible for what he believes is the greater good. Hmm. And thus his hands are stained. Perhaps that is the origin of the tattoos? Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say, getting those tattoos would hurt so much. Yeah. Like, it'd just be coloring in your entire hands and lower forearm, like... <sighs>
0: And the skin on your hands is quite like there's not a lot of padding between the skin and the bone, so I feel like it's uh those those are the places where it get where it hurts the most, is my understanding. Well just
1: imagine like between the fingers.
0: Yeah. Not fun.
1: Didding the tattoo between the fingers. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah.
0: I also I always like the dramatic device of like juxtaposing someone speaking over like a montage of other things happening. So like and like that's kind of what Rothfuss is doing here, because he, he divides the page up, but the bottom half of the page between Martin's prayers and like both watching the bandit leader and what he's doing. And it's kind of like cutting back and forth. I could see how this would be done in a film or a TV show to great dramatic effect or in a comic book as well.
1: Very interesting to me that uh, Cinder, or whoever the bandit leader is, can hear the prayer. Because I don't feel like Martin is shouting it. And it's a storm, there's lightning, This is definitely supernatural, and I think this is related to the Chandrian being able to hear their names spoken. I think that there's something about this prayer, maybe it's Telu's name, that can be heard by, by this creature, whether or not it's Cinder. I'm skeptical if it's Cinder. I mean, the Cathay says it is, but... I don't know. I still think Cinder is a is a dope.
0: Yeah, I think that is the clue that like he's naming Telu again and again, and this thing can hear Telu's name.
1: Well, I mean the the ongoing theory has been that the Chandrian hear their own names, right? And unless Cinder is Telu, maybe they hear any name. Maybe they hear any of the named names from from of their own number or something, right? But like so interesting that the name of Telu, which is repeated over and over, is getting through to this supernatural being.
0: And very ominous, too, The way, again, the way the rhythm of the page goes. The reader is having the same realization at the same time that both is having it. Like, oh, God, he can hear the praying. He knows where you are. You got to do something, man.
1: Well, is it that he can hear the praying or is it that he can sense the the coming, like, lightning thing that's going to happen? It certainly seems like he can hear the praying, but you could be right that it's something else that he's sensing. Like the praying could be causing something that he is then sensing, yeah, I think that's that's true. I think that there's compelling evidence that the lightning is is Telu arriving or or the Sitha or something that like it's actually Martin who causes the lightning to appear and not quoth through his prayer that Martin has like evoked uh Telu and his angels. He names them all in in the this final stanza here, uh Telu who was Menda. In Menda's name, in Parial's name, and then, if I may read ahead, committing a cardinal sin, in Ordal's name, in Anden's name, he names Telu's angels, and then the lightning arrives. So, uh, you know, whether or not, like, certainly Quoth like directs it, or you know, I'm not saying Quoth this is totally a fluke here, but uh, I think that Martin's prayers are more important than we know, and they're definitely, I think, the proof is that the supernatural being who was not harmed by an arrow. Reacts to it, whether or not it's the the words that are being spoken or whatever that is that they're that they've called uh, is your is your irrespective. It doesn't matter. It it's had some effect.
0: Yeah, indeed. You can definitely hear the the bandit leader's inner monologue because he's thinking something like, "I sense something, a presence I've not felt since," and then he's going to trail off.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Do we have a letter?
1: We do. This is from Patrick Knott who writes on page 603 on the slender piece of iron and uh, I'm glad to get this out because we were corrected on this point an awful lot on Twitter and in the mailbag. So uh, let us eat the crow here. Hello pagers on this page. Quoth prepares an ambush for bandits who turn out to be Dayton and Hespi. He pulls out a pinch of ash and a slender piece of iron. The ash is the link to the fire back at camp and you speculate what the iron is for. Nick thinks Quoth will use sympathy to make it a projectile, Jordana thinks he will heat it up and stab someone with it, and Jeremy is absent. Well, I'm writing to tell you that you are all wrong. Quoth is planning to link his iron to a sword and then break his iron and the sword together. He prepares this trick again the morning that he goes to confront Vashit after she threatens to kick him out of school and cripple him to prevent him from passing on the secrets he stole. Quoth actually uses the trick in the fight against the false troopers. It is probably good for Kvothe that he did not attempt to break Fashit's sword. Can you imagine how pissed the Aiden would be? Thanks, as always. Signed, Patrick Not Rothfuss. Thank you for clearing that up. I had forgotten he had done that. I think that we are meant to kind of go, what's the point of the the piece of steel, especially on first read? Because there's a magic three here. He brings out the steel three times and only uses it the third time. So we finally figure out what his plan is. But Kvothe doesn't tell us, I took out steel intending to break Daiden's sword. Uh, We don't really know why it's there. So, I don't think we were out of line to speculate. It's just that it's been so long since we've read the end of the book that we'd forgotten where the payoff was. It's Chekhov's piece of steel. Also, is he going to? I guess he was going to use the energy from the fire to break it because you can't. I don't think you can break a sword over, you know, with your bare hands unless it's a rapier or something. And even that wouldn't be easy.
0: Yeah, with some effort, you might be able to snap or at least bend into uselessness the blade of, of a rapier or a small sword, but like a, like an arming sword, like a medieval, a knightly sword. I don't think so. (laughs) It'd be pretty hard.
1: Yeah. It's very hard. It's made of steel.
0: That's right. That's all I got. I wasn't there for that page, so I did nothing wrong.
1: (laughs) That's right. Uh, You can't be wrong uh, if you weren't there. The only way to win is not to play.
0: That's right. Just like the game, which I have now lost.
1: Ah, you son of a bitch. And you and all our listeners have also lost the game. You will continue to lose the game every day, forever, as you listen to Paige. Uh, The win. win.